This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Rotating office hours at various continuum member agencies. Go to nowdecatur.com to learn more. The Macon County Health Department Board of Health has announced the appointment of Lindsay Munsterman as Interim Public Health Administrator. This appointment follows the departure of Brandy Binkley after 17 years with the Health Department. Munsterman assumed the interim position yesterday. For more content, visit nowdecatur.com. Tom Brady has finally finished playing football. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News, the star NFL quarterback, just announced... I'm retiring. For good. Posting on social media. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. Brady retired a year ago, only to unretire weeks later, then before playing his final season in Tampa Bay, Brady and his wife Giselle Bunchen divorced. The 45-year-old played for 23 seasons, winning a record seven Super Bowls, six with the Patriots, one with the Buccaneers. Tyree Nichols' funeral is in about two hours in Memphis. My brother was the most peaceful person you ever met in life. That's Jamal Dupree last night. Vice President Harris will attend the funeral. We'll also hear an impassioned eulogy from the Reverend Al Sharpton, who on Tuesday next to Nichols' family, demanded justice and police accountability for Nichols, who was savagely beaten by at least five former Memphis police officers now charged in his death. Fox's Charles Watson outside the church in Memphis. Areas of the south from Memphis to Texas are sheets of ice. All the freezing leading to about 200,000 power outages, car crashes that have left three dead in Texas, and 1,900 flight cancellations. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy will meet today with President Biden who insists the U.S. debt limit be raised before a possible June default without any any conditions. McCarthy says spending reforms must be part of any plan to incur additional debt. I think we could find a lot of places we could have savings. Democrats point to multiple debt limit increases supported by Republicans during the Trump administration. The Speaker's office notes then Senator Biden's opposition to debt limit hikes during Republican administrations. Fox's Jared Halpern. House Republicans will hold two hearings next hour. One focuses on waste and fraud and COVID relief spending. The other deals with border policy amid a record surge of illegal immigration. America's listening to Fox News. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you, but home title lock does. So protect yourself. Just go to their website. It's HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Verify your home's title is still safely in your name. Then just register your address for a free, no-obligation home title report for your files. That is a $100 value, absolutely free. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, HomeTitleLock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Again, our top Fox News story, star NFL quarterback Tom Brady says he's retiring for good this time after he tried to walk away from the NFL last year and then unretired. Another legend also calling it quits, a rock star. Osborne tweeted a short time ago, he can't tour anymore. He has to cancel all upcoming European and UK concerts because 
of the physical pain he still endures from a major spine injury he suffered four years ago. Osborne did add while he can't tour, his singing voice is fine, so Ozzy's looking into ways to still perform live, but without traveling from show to show. I mentioned the U.K., it's a day of protest there. It's the largest coordinated strike in a generation. Civil servants, train drivers and university lecturers downing tools. But the majority of the 500,000 strikers are teachers. It is just so hard. It is just so tiring. There aren't enough of us doing all of the work that needs to be done. Education unions say today is 10 years in the making, a decade of neglect affecting pay, recruitment and resources. It's claimed 85% of English schools are fully or partially closed. The government says demands for more money will only fuel inflation. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Schools are also closed a third day in a row in Woburn, Massachusetts. Hundreds of teachers are striking, some on the picket lines, even with a judge ordering them to return to the classrooms in a dispute over pay. There's also an update on federal help during COVID for college students. New numbers from the Department of Education set to be released today show that about 18 million college students received financial aid from President Biden's COVID-19 rescue package and other relief funds, helping them stay in college during the pandemic. The American Rescue Plan was signed into law in March 2021 and included $40 billion for colleges and universities. That's Tanya J. Powers. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Did you know the average age of vehicles on the road right now are 12 years old? Most manufacturers recommend antifreeze coolant exchanges every 10 years. Number one roadside breakdowns is cooling system failure, but Speedlube has you covered. They offer a two-part complete coolant system fluid exchange for $79.95, and it lubricates the water pump seals and has an anti-corrosion additive. Don't find yourself on the side of the road this winter. Visit one of Speedlube's six Decatur locations or in Lincoln or Clinton. Get your coolant system checked today at Speedlube. Here's a look at your News Channel 20 storm team forecast today. Sunny with a high near 30, wind chill values as low as negative 2. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 21. For Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 40. And Friday, sunny with a high near 22. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is all the way up to 12 degrees. And your WSOI time is 8.06. We have sunshine. Good morning and welcome. We've got a lot to get to this final hour. We'll get back to that deep fake uh, AI voice stuff here in just a little bit. Milliken's going to join us. A couple of guests in studios along with Tanya Andrews from Crossing Healthcare. The company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. We're back here on a uh, Wednesday. Hope you're having a great start to your gray uh, day. It is not gray, as it has been for the last week, it seems, and the start of February. Uh, that's one day closer to spring, as we talked about with Clay a little earlier today. 118 days to Memorial Day. If you look at it, that sounds like a lot. I don't know if I'm depressed about that or excited. We just need to get some sort of countdown calendar in here. We'll just take a day off and uh, get it down there, ready to go. A lot of stuff happening, but uh, kids are back on the campus at Millican University, which is always exciting. And uh, every week we take a little deep dive into all the different services they offer. And uh, it is our great pleasure to welcome to the program uh, Starla Street, success coach at the uh, Center of Academic and Professional Performance, and Anna Fishbein, academic intervention specialist uh, at the Center of 
of Academic and Professional Performance, uh, otherwise known as CAP, because we love our acronyms in higher ed. Starla, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, Brian. All right. How long have you been at Milliken? I've been at Milliken about 20 years. Yeah. So. And, and things today, you, you know, change is inevitable. It's the only thing we know that's going to happen, and people struggle with it the most. I would assume what you do today versus 20 years ago is night and day difference. It is, and, and I've been at Milliken in different roles, and so um, the position that I'm in right now, helping students look for their future, look for their direction as far as um, their their future and their plans. Um, it's so rewarding. It's really enjoyable. Um, and I, I just, I love being with the students and helping them. All right. And I feel like today it's much more intentional and purposeful. And, and I think we probably should have been doing this all along. We've had plenty of people go through four universities and come out with a degree that they really don't know what to do. I, I mean, isn't it better today? Focusing uh, and helping kids find a path and being a Sherpa for them? I think Milliken's done a great job, though, of preparing our students for the future um, all along. And in the programs, and I was in School of Ed, I was in the PACE program, all those things. And I've just watched different scenarios. And I think Milliken has done a great job of preparing our students. Yeah, but higher ed's got to, I mean, you have to evolve just like yes. everything else, yes. right? I mean, it can't just be the same experience 20 years ago that it is today. Right. It's very much different. And then COVID certainly, you know, accelerated all of that by a great deal. Yes. Uh, Anna, tell me a little bit about what you do. So I am the academic intervention specialist. Um, so basically what that means is I teach two classes. One of them's focused on students who don't have a major picked out. They're not sure what they want to do for their future yet. Um, and we really provide them the tools to like be able to expose them to different majors across campus, different alumni, um, and also teach a class that's focused on the reflection of why I'm in college. You know, why am I here? What degree do I want? What am I going to do with that? Um, so that's really like the key difference between, I think, my job and Starla's position. Okay, so uh, I assume there's still plenty of kids that just they want to do something in life. They're just not quite sure why. And I think that's okay, right? Yes. I mean, that's normal. Yes. you got other kids that are on track for exactly what they're going to do and exactly which path they want to take. Uh, so it's great that you guys are there to, to help out. Now, you've got a whole number of events coming up, including a career and internship fair. What is this? We do. So every year, um, multiple times during the year, we host career and internship fairs. So employers come in, come onto the campus. Students get an opportunity to do some one-on-one -on -one networking and communicating with them um, using, you know, tools that we've kind of helped them with, their elevator pitches, those type of things. Um, and it really prepares students either for a job with that company or possibly with another company. All right. That's coming up on February 23rd. Yes. Is it too late to get involved from a company level or from people in the community? It is not too late to get involved. Um, we'll take res uh, reservations until probably February 22nd. Oh, okay. Um, right up to? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right up to because we, um, we usually have a, you know, opportunity. We usually have an extra table or two in case somebody wants to just show up and then we work that out with them. Well, but, and you, now you have the University Commons to host this thing, which yes. makes it, uh, the space isn't an issue, right? Yes, correct. All right. So, uh, what, what are you looking for from employers? I mean, obviously they've got to be there, uh, you know, to answer questions and communicate with the students, but, but is there a cost or anything like that involved for the, the companies? For companies, um, nonprofits are $75. Okay. And for profit companies are $200. Okay. And then they get, uh, for that $200, they get to show off what they do in 
interact with the students. Yes, and lunch. Okay, well, and lunch. There yes. you go. Mm-hmm. That's Nick just perked up uh, when there's free food involved. That's a, a big selling point for him. Uh, you guys do a lot of these things. Tell me, I, I, I attached a flyer with the email they sent over, and I, I was kind of uh, not surprised, but I was interested in, like, dress to impress. Uh, it, you know, life has changed very much in that regard, right? But it mm-hmm. still is important to make a good first impression. Oh, absolutely. So Dress to Impress is coming up next Thursday, uh, February 9th. This is an event that's gone on for a few semesters now, but we partner with Brass Horn. Um, so we work with them to really help the students the day of pick out professional clothes. They're just such pros at like knowing exactly what a student, you know, like their size and measurement and what would look good together. So they come down and help us out. And prior to the event, all the donations that we receive of professional clothing, we get dry cleaned through weight dry cleaning. So we have a great partnership with them. They've helped us out so much. So all the clothes are free free to students, um, dry cleaned, and then they get to keep them. They're theirs to keep. And we the goal is for them to wear them to the career fair and to their interviews and things like that. That's fantastic. You guys have a resume workshop, a career mm-hmm. fair cram, career fair we talked about. Mock interviews, that's a very important thing, right? I mean, I know... Uh, kids, uh, younger people always sort of struggle with older people's ideals. But the, the fact of the matter is, if you're going out into the workforce, you're probably going to be talking to somebody that maybe not isn't from your generation. And they have different th- the ways that they look at things, right? Yes. You prepare them to be able to do this interview process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we partner with different companies to bring in. Uh, most of them are alumni who come back and they want to interview our students. And they're a range of ages and titles and it's just a really great depth of experience for students to be able to take advantage of okay so the center for academic and professional performance where are you guys located how big a department what what, give me the lowdown on the, the department itself so our department is under the student affairs and so we are on the third floor of the university commons so we have um, our Center for Academic Pro- or CAP. This is so much easier to say for yeah. the students. They, like you said, Milliken loves. Uh, it's not just you guys. Okay. It's everybody. And so um, we're on the third floor. We have um, also in our department, we have Campus Live um, and programming. All of those things are on that third floor. So students can come in and get in our office, get all kinds of academic support, whether it's peer tutoring, whether it's a program we call supplemental instruction, which Anna um Overseas. And what does that mean, supplemental instruction? I mean, beyond so, the obvious. Right. So essentially, there are students who've done really well in their classes in previous semesters, and they're in historically challenging classes. And they essentially serve kind of as a TA, um, but they hold sessions twice a week and office hours twice a week that follows the course content with what's going on in class. And, and have, more, you, have you seen a bump in that, like, COVID, post-COVID, you know, where you, you did a lot of, you know, online learning and people were I mean, has there been a gap yeah. there? It's been interesting. I came into this role last semester, and prior to that, it mostly was being done, like, on Zoom. Sessions were on Zoom, things like that. And so we tried to go back to the complete in-person, and I think we realized that people still really value that, like, space from home. So we're kind of reworking things, but, like, yes, there's definitely still – a need for that type of um, supplemental like help for those students. Yeah, I think we're all a work in progress on all of this mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, here's the the numbers though: ninety nine percent student success rate. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that's what you guys are pitching. Is if you come here and we'll give you all the help you need, and if you're in Macon County, the, uh, we're going to give you a huge discount, and we've got grants, and we can make it affordable. But that ninety nine percent success rate—that's everything, right? Yes. 
And that's really what um, I think is key with Millican. We've been so good at doing that. And like I said, placing students in positions, in jobs, in internships or grad school, depending on what their direction that they want to go. Yeah. And then if you even break those numbers down into satisfaction and, and professionalism and strengths and leadership, those numbers are still in the 90s and high 90s. Yes. And what I enjoy, too, in our office, we have the alumni come back and every once in a while somebody's looking to change careers. Um, I think Anna just spoke with somebody recently that was from 1995, and they wanted to Ooh, change that's careers. That's Nick Smith there. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. in high school. Uh, oh, okay. That's that far off. What year did you graduate from? <laughs> 2002. From 2002. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you have a pretty tight alumni organization, right? Yes. I mean, I'm assuming it's such an intimate experience on that campus that you have a, a bigger relationship with people years down the road than a university that's got thirty or 40,000 people and there's numbers. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's what we talk about with students is that being the small campus, So we're we're going to be there to help you. We're going to be there to, you know, talk to another department or collaborate with a different faculty member so that we can make sure that that student is successful. I mean, that's what we do at Millican, and I think we do it really well. Okay, and then this career fair cram, which is the day before the career fair, what is it you're looking for? What what kind of uh, knowledge are you imparting to the students that are going to be there that next day? So we um, thought that this event would be valuable because um, if students aren't able to come to Dress to Impress or the resume workshop or um, the career fair prep workshop, which really focuses on like all things you need to know before the career fair, the cram time is to really get all those things sorted out. <laughs> so I'll be there. I know like a couple of our staff will be there to just review resumes, make sure they get an outfit, um, put together if they don't have it already, and just make sure they're ready to go for the next day. All right. Do the students today know what an elevator pitch is? <laughs> We're working on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that seems uh, when I use those, and I have used those words, because uh, I think it, it is important, maybe the one of the most important things in life. If you can't tell somebody what you're about and what you stand for and what you want to do in life by the time it takes to get to the sixth floor, then you, you got to hone those skills, right? Yes. Uh, and yes. you'd be surprised how many people can't do that. Yes. Uh, hey, to, to Milliken's credit, I learned about elevator speeches on the campus of Milliken and a communications You class. didn't know what it was before then? I might have, but, mm. but I certainly went over it in my class. Yep, it's, it's still important. Uh, <laughs> yes. No doubt about it. All right, guys, how do people find out more? Uh, Starly, if people, I know you're going to have 40 plus companies there, but if people thought, oh, wait, I didn't know about this, I'd like to get involved, what's the best way for them to do that? So they can get on our website. Uh, Millican uses a platform called Handshake as our platform for registration for online um, or for our career fairs, which is what a lot of higher ed um, universities use. Um, but they can get on our website and just uh, type in career fair and it'll pop up the link and they can register that way. Okay. And then there's also an email cap careers at millican.edu if people have specific questions about something, right? Yes. $200 for a profit, for profit. Uh, and yes. what was the nonprofit? 75. 75. So, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll take those uh, all the way up uh, to the event uh, almost. So get involved. Uh, you got a lot of great students right here in our own backyard. And so this is a great way for local companies to connect and uh, do a little recruiting. Yes. All right. How many people will participate? How many students do you think overall we hope to have close to last fall we had between 150 and 200 students mm-hmm. come through what's your base what's your student population right now around 1350 the, the full-time yes yeah full-time. and then you got people that are kind of you know and then any idea the percentage of that that's local because i know that number keeps going up every year since they started the making promise I don't know the percentage, but it's a, it's really large right now. It's increasing yes. every year. Mm-hmm. And I think for local companies, that's important because some yes. kids are coming here to get a degree and going back to wherever, but you got a lot of local kids that 
aren't going anywhere and looking for great And we careers. have a lot of companies coming from all over. Yeah. From not just central or just central Illinois. We've got them from Chicago and we've got them from Rockford and we've got them from. Well, we have so many global companies here. Yes. That, you know, they might be part of it's here, but part of it's in Brazil and all over the world. So yes. great career opportunities. Thank you both for being in here and sharing this with us well, today. We you. appreciate it. Thank We're going to take a break. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Back with more right after this. Today is going to be sunny with a high of 30 and wind chill values as low as negative 2. For tonight, partly cloudy, low of 21. For Thursday, mostly sunny, high near 40. And for Friday, sunny with a high near 22. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 12 degrees. Your WSOY time is 820. from Gustafson and Associates. These days, changes to the tax laws happen fast and with little guidance. If you have questions about child tax credits, solar energy or electric vehicle credits, or taxation of your retirement benefits, you can trust the experts at Gustafson and Associates to answer your questions and prepare an accurate tax return. When you want to save time, money, and headaches, trust Gustafson and Associates to give you a hand. With our skill and knowledge of the latest tax laws, our experienced accountants will help you claim the deductions you are entitled to and make sure you get the biggest refund possible. Call 875-2500 and have the same person take care of your taxes every year. Someone you know and trust. Someone who is there to answer your questions all year long. Get the professionals who deliver personal service. Gustafson and Associates, 875-2500, located at 1525 East Hubbard Avenue in Decatur, on the corner of Woodford and Hubbard, directly across from Staley Credit Union. Listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at nowdecator.com. We're back here on a Wednesday, first day of February. So Tom Brady, I, I know everybody is going to jump to whatever they're going to jump to because of what happened last time. Last time? Yeah, like last time he retired? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. Sure. I mean, you know, this seems odd to me the whole year has seemed odd to me and i i think that anybody who's gone through a divorce realizes how i mean your world is turned upside down regardless i mean i don't care who's to blame or what the i mean it's just a and kids are involved too absolutely. and in different parts of the world where they live and, I mean, and there's a lot and there's it's widespread whether it's true or not and i i'm very uncomfortable trying to do you know, armchair psychiatry about why people, I mean, we don't know, we don't right. know them, but I mean, but the widespread reporting was because he came out of retirement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's certainly the speculation. And, and I don't know if just whatever that's true, not true. Don't know. This seems the timing of this decision seems odd to me. I, I think, or he's just saying, look, I, I'm not going to hold this whole process up. Everybody's trying to figure out what they're going to do and I'm not going to be a part of it. So I'm going to let you know. I think there's enough of the musical chairs set to see that there's no magical place for him to walk in and be right where that situation to move to Tampa and be right there on the precipice. Don't you think that San Francisco is exactly that? Yeah, but they have four. I mean, they have three quarterbacks. 
they went through all of them in one game. I, I know, but it, but that that's a team that would have been an ideal that is built to and win that's where right he's now. From I mean, and, and they're not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. And they have the Trey Lance, the rookie they they drafted in the top five two years ago, got hurt. Right, sure, but great mentor possibility if yep. he's coming back for a year or two years to to. I mean, who better to bring I, up a young quarterback than the goat? I hear you. And he's of an age now where it's not that competition thing. Nope. I, you know what I mean? Right. And he's California, but you know that they're heavily invested in that young guy. It just I, doesn't I, seem I, like a fit. I, I'm telling you, if he wanted that, that could have happened. Yeah, maybe. But maybe that's why it's not because he doesn't want it and he's really going to retire for good. He says for for good. I sure. mean, that's the, the verbiage. That's not leaving any windows cracked. Yeah. And part of me is happy for him. Like, I don't know what his life looks like right now, and I he, he's got a new job lined up. Look, I'm not worried. He doesn't have to worry about any of that. I mean, it's never been about finances or career, or, you know. But I'm I'm also glad that, that even though he didn't have a great year by his standards, he was still a pretty damn good quarterback oh, yeah. in the NFL. Top five or six. Yes. Yeah. Great. And doesn't end like Muhammad Ali, like Michael Jordan, you, you know, that you can go out still relatively at the top of your game. Yeah, he went to the playoffs after having a, a, a really solid Pro Bowl caliber season. Yeah, he did fine. Yeah. It wasn't on him. So in, in part, I feel happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For him. And maybe he figures out his life and, and who knows, you, you know, what happens with that. That's his business. Uh, but. I hope if he, if this is for good, I just hope it's for good. Yeah. Well, he says it is. So. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the verbiage seems to underlie not the way it was last time, but this mm-hmm. is like really slamming the door. Yeah. It. But who knows? One of my favorite players of all time. And, um, you know, it'd be sad to see him not there. Uh, my fantasy football teams will take a different composition because I always seem to try to get him. Well, look, there's a lot of bad looks for him this year. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the smashing of the tablets, the yeah. yelling at the, you know, the the tripping of the, I mean, stuff that didn't seem to be in his wheelhouse of character. Yeah, he was grumpier than usual. Then mm-hmm. didn't, I mean, didn't look, and all that I think is like the, the turmoil in your personal life. That's your life. Yeah. The rest of the stuff's just a game, and it you can't help but have it spill over. Frustrated with teammates at a higher clip than usual, a little more visible. You can see it a little more this year. Yeah, and, and I worried about that, and, and it's crazy because Lindsay and I just had this conversation a couple of nights ago. I, it, missed, it probably was Sunday after the AFC Championship that, like, you know, is, is he going to be the guy that just hangs around? Do they have to kick him out? Mm. And no one wants to see that. No. No one wants to see that. Mm-mm. Not in a league where you've got Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you've got, right. you know, that Allen kid. I mean, you've got like these superstars coming up. You know, sometimes it's, you know, like, like Aaron Rodgers shows me every example of he'll burn everything on the way out and like be like, like to me, I can't even, I, and I never liked the guy, but I don't, I mean, there's just nothing to root for there. With Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's spinning down a spiral of, uh, conspiracies and and you know again they're at crossroads with the team every year at the crossroads it's like just how much drama do you need in your life play or don't play play for them or go somewhere else and i'm just glad that if this is indeed the end for brady you get to put a a, you know a period at the end of the sentence after that incredible career and i i just don't believe 
that anyone will come close to touching his Super Bowl record. Just right now, you got great quarterbacks, but you got a bunch. I mean, you, you just have way too much competition. Uh, you're right. And the, the closest thing is, is Mahomes because they keep getting there and he keeps getting the opportunities. But, but, but he's not he's winning at the away. clip. That's right. You're that right. You would have to. I mean, you look at it just, you know, how even the, one of the greatest athletes in football, how easy that is to the injuries, the mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah, it could end tonight. If, if yeah. you're not 75% winning when you're there, mm-hmm. you're not ever going to get to where Tom Brady is. Yeah. I mean, it seems unattainable. You can go to all the AFC championship games and, you know, in the world. Right. But if you can't win on that Super Bowl Sunday, and they have won. Mm-hmm. One. Yep. And the length of stay for an average NFL player. I mean, people don't, I, I know people get sick of Brady because they just, it's been so long, but I mean, just the idea that he, I mean, has had that length of a career. Yes. Yeah, three and some change is the average uh, length of a career. Three years and some change. And to be a starting quarterback at an elite level when you're playing with kids who were not even born when you were in the, the NFL yeah. is staggering. That is the anomaly. That's the one in a hundred million careers. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. So kudos. I, I hope he's gets happy and go out on top. I know you don't go out with a perfect retirement would have been last night. Yeah. Perfect. But this one's still okay. This is still good enough. Yeah. You're not going out like Ali where everybody's going, oh my God, don't do this. Yeah. Speaking of Ali, I saw a video. I'm sure you were aware of this. I had no idea. Did you ever see where he talked the guy out of suicide that was going to jump out of the building? No. On live TV? Mm-mm. I have no idea what you're talking about. So there was a guy that was that was up in a window. Is it a deep fake? <laughs> no. There's a guy up in the building, uh, in a building, you know, threatening to jump, and and there was the police and all that down below. Muhammad Ali was in the area and offered to to talk to the guy, and he went up there. And talked him down and pulled him in and, and then vowed to go see him in the hospital and later did. I, I had no idea that existed. All right. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. And Muhammad Ali is, you know, to me still to this day, the iconic American mm-hmm. beyond just athlete. For a thousand different reasons. For, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. But but can you imagine today just going, uh, hey, we got a boxer right. here who wants to help out. Send him up. That's why I thought it was silly. I was like, that can't be. It can't be. But I watched it. <laughs> and sure enough, it's, it's, hey, you know, it's, hey, Mahomes, can you it go was, up there? And it was 1981? I, I don't remember. It was either 81 or 86. It was, 80, um, it was 81. Yeah, just what I'm finding here online. Yeah. I, I, You know, I have read books I, I had no idea about. I didn't either. Maybe other people remember it, but that... that it was, was January 19th, 1981 in Los Angeles. Okay. And the still picture that I'm looking at is a guy standing on a window ledge. Mm-hmm. And then two windows over, Ali leaning out like yep. like of an open window, like just his mm-hmm. head and his upper body. Like two neighbors. Talking to him. Yeah, talk, you know, leaning out of the building, talking to each other. And then I, I'm assuming he went back out through the hall and then came in and, and hugged the guy and pulled him down. Uh, I don't think he had to like pull him. I think he got him to come down yeah. and embraced him and he cried in his arms and all that. And then he said, I'm going to come see you at the hospital. And he did. Yeah. And, and by the way, 1981, people forget this, but I mean, that, that Ali had peaked. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was five years after the thriller in Manila, which many people thought that that fight did something to him permanently. Yeah. 
against Joe Frazier. And in October of that year before Larry Holmes just beat him down, Larry Holmes was like a sparring partner Mm -hmm. for many years. Right. The guy that you just throw in there to. Yep. So he was stripped of his kind of athletic prime by that point. But he was at that point probably more famous than anybody on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing the way we, you know, and a lot of it's cultural. Uh, you know, a lot of it is iconic status. It, it's not the record. Right. It's not the, you know, I, I mean, it, it, we even have a debate about Tom Brady being the greatest of all time. We talk about Muhammad Ali, and there's uh, the, uh, a dozen fighters that have way more impressive yeah. careers. He probably wins is. and losses. He's you know. in the conversation, but he's not the greatest fighter of all he's time. He's not even in the conversation. I, you could say a brief moment in yeah. time or this or that, mm-hmm. or he was stripped of his prime because yeah. of all this, but just X's and O's and putting it on the paper. But, is value, not even close. but value to the world, not even close in the other way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. His Lighting of the torch in the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. That was a huge it's the, thing. It's the number one most viewed sporting event. Yeah. Which I had no idea. And you don't know if he had that three and a half years back when he was stripped of his life. I mean, yeah. that, those are all what ifs. But he was way more important as an iconic figure globally mm-hmm. than he was a boxer. Yeah. And we have a way different view of boxing today than we did back then. Mm-hmm. Nobody was worried about head injuries or, you know, brain damage or that stuff just didn't, you know, it was the sweet science. Nothing sweet about it. No. And certainly, you know, at the end of his life, he found a lot of peace, but despite all the damage that had been done, but he was there too long. Oh, wait. Taking long. hits that you're like, way nobody wanted to see. Did he fight like a bear too? Like he I did all this, was, the wrestling. I mean, I, he, I get it confused with the Rocky movies. I don't know what really <laughs> happened and what didn't. Rocky or Creed 3 is coming out. I cannot wait. Uh, directed by Michael B. Jordan. Great. Now, is that a thing? Yeah, I'll check it out. No, I mean, I didn't. I mean, is that a new thing to him? Mm-hmm. Newer. I don't know. I mean, he's been getting more involved and acclimated. I I trust him as a filmmaker. I don't have any idea. I, I saw the clip. It looks pretty good. Yeah. That one guy, he's going to be fighting in everything. He's like the new Avengers villain. He's all over yeah. the place. Uh, but I, I was curious, you know, I just, having just recently rewatched the whole Wire six mm-hmm. seasons, and he was such a young kid in that show 20 years ago. Wallace. For him to, to be like this thing, a global blockbuster action figure, now director, that's yeah. really cool. It is very cool. You get to watch him grow up the right way. Yeah. And, and that franchise is very good boxing, very good I, stories. I liked the, the first two. Yeah. Wakanda Forever on now. Oh, today. Oh, yes. Yes. Disney Plus. I forgot today was the first. I'm excited. Are you? I'm going to watch it Look tonight. at you. Yeah. Kid in a candy store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. And I missed all the, okay, I got to make it through the evening. With, I'm spoiler free pretty much. Are you really? Yeah. I've done it. I've done it, everyone. It's hard for Apple. me to be spoiler free. If you've got the Apple news feed, it's know, almost but impossible. I, I'm click, I click, I panic click, close, close, close. Yeah. <laughs> I panic click. I, I gotta tell you, uh, episode three of The Last of Us is just about the best one hour and 16 minutes of television you'll ever see. Nice. 
Nice. And that's the standalone with, with Nick Offerman. It's not standalone. I mean, it, 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 there's a beginning and an end that brings you to the real. I mean, it, it's, it follows those characters separately, right? The two characters in the game that really don't Mm -hmm. have a backstory fills in the backstory. It's sweet. It's heartbreaking. It's all the above. Uh, but it also, at the end of that episode, you, you've got several clues solved from the very first episode and it, it feels like now the launching point for the rest. That's good. I, I meant to say this the other day when you asked me what the difference is. The game has a lot more action, and and the filmmakers have added backstory. Texture. That, yeah, and backstory. Yeah. These characters are flushed are being flushed out that when they weren't. Yeah. So so, but it it feels it's, like it's, it fits. It's to me, and it's just my personal taste mm-hmm. is why I'd rather watch this and play a game. Yeah, there's, just there's a limitation of subtext and context i mean you're, you're there to do this thing and that's great if that's what you enjoy but this is to me this does not feel like a video game as a consumer with no video game yeah. attachment to it this is just really good art yeah I'd agree when that. i watched halo i felt like they're trying to make a video game in the show that i don't care about yeah they they messed that up look good Good actors. And so I'm glad I don't have any of that baggage. Baggage sounds negative. It's not that I'm negative about the game. I'm just saying I just want to watch it unfold, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be 1,000% authentic to me. Sure. To its source. Mm -hmm. It's really good. That is good. So is the mayor of Kingstown, which just continues to be just like, oh, my God. That's a good TV on right now. Yeah, you know, Jeremy Renner's pretty awesome, considering that he was kind of like the throwaway Avenger and uh, the, well, and the you know, I don't throwaway know Jason Bourne. How Bowen. long it's going to be before you see him again. I know. 30 broken bones. Yeah, with that the, uh, snow plow accident. I mean, that guy, I mean, he's home now, and that's the mm-hmm. good news, but he's going to have a long road to recovery. Yeah, stinks. Uh, it really does. Uh, all right, let's take the break. When we get back here, uh, Tanya will join us from Crossing Healthcare. Uh, we got a lot to talk about here today. We'll be back with more right after this. Earth Mover Credit Union presents the United Way Open at Caddyshack Golf Club. Tee it up anytime from now to Wednesday, February 22nd. Play the golf simulator at Caddyshack, add a $10 donation to the United Way, and your nine-hole score could qualify you for the finals and a chance at the $1,500 prize purse. Get all the details at uwdcater.org or the United Way Facebook page. Earth Mover Credit Union presents the United Way Open, courtesy of the 4-9 in Mount Zion, the country financial agency of Ludwig & Young, the law office of Andrew S. Erickson, Blake of Palooza, LLC, and Newhoff media. Want to keep active this February? Join Fleet Feet Decatur and Fleet Feet Bloomington for a Frosty 50 Challenge. This challenge encourages participants to get moving and log at least 50 walking or running miles during the month of February. Register under the Fleet Feet Decatur team and help us earn serious street cred and bragging rights. All participants will earn a Frosty mug and post-challenge party and celebration. Remember, 50 miles is the monthly goal. If you log more than 50 miles, record those too. For more information and to register, visit FleetFeetDecaturIL.com. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. What's the uh, playlist today? I'm a little confused. All out 2000s. Who is this? Killers. I've never heard of this. I kind of like it. It's a big hit. It's not bad. I missed it. You got to remember, though, there's big hits are different audiences. 
Sure. Big hit doesn't mean everybody knows. I know. This would have been. <laughs> and if you're old, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was 91 or more. I, yeah. Exactly. It hit the pop charts, the top 40 charts. I'm, if you I'm, I'm familiar yeah. with the killers. Yeah. I mean, I know of their existence, unlike some of the other stuff, which I just completely unaware. Like Ali talked a guy out of committing suicide. I, I, I don't know how I missed that. You know how I missed that? Um, we, in 1981, you didn't have 8 million ways to get that story. Right. Exactly. So you find it in 2023. Yeah. I mean, I'd never even. I didn't either. Yeah. That's I, why I shared it with you. Yeah. Well, I, I was expecting it. you to be like, yeah, oh, yeah, that was a big deal. Well, you didn't know about, uh, uh, Rax, delicious. Dickety Any, <laughs> any memory of Rax? Rax? Roast beef. Yes. The restaurant? Yeah. Just the salad bar. See, and that was later. That was the later phase when they put mm-hmm. the little solarium in, you know, with yeah. the wood and got away from the roast beef. And then yep. Mr. Delicious comes along and three months later, they're bankrupt. Yep. Uh, so. Remember the one out north? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's where the Xfinity store is now. Yeah. There was a rack. It is. And, and. It turned it, into a Hardee's in between. Well, Rax. it turned into a Mexican lot of things in between. between. Uh, there was also things. racks. It was, there was one on El Dorado and East El Dorado. Mm-hmm. And there was one out off 51 in, in Forsyth. Yeah. Exactly right. Don't remember when it went away. The smell of the stuff that you have to use to clean brass, like the railings and stuff yeah. that would have been in there, is called Brasso. You used to have to clean it at Carlos O'Kelly's. I hate that smell, and I can smell mm-hmm. it right now. Oh. It's called Brasso? Brasso. I know exactly what you're talking oh, about. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Go and clean all those railings. <laughs> okay. Sorry about it. <laughs> did you? Hey, all right. So, American Heart Month, did you have any idea that it was 57 years old? No. I'm surprised by that because I didn't realize well, Lyndon the whole Johnson thing. had a heart attack. Okay. Uh, LBJ, when he was in the White House, he's the first president to officially proclaim it to be. And you know that sounds like 19. You know uh, what would that have been? 64, something like yeah. that. When you go, oh, the Valentine's Day. It's all about the heart. American mm-hmm. Heart Month. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I guess I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I was a little I would too. Have said 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah, it, it predates us. Yeah, it does. Uh, and That's cool. I get that people. It, it, it's a disconnect I have about mm-hmm. heart disease when I think so many other things get more publicity, even though it remains the number one killer of both men and women. Uh, there's still today. I think that people think that it's like a male thing that that mm-hmm. women. You're absolutely correct. Is that a is that a perception? I think so, and I think that um, women. Women have different symptoms when they're having cardio. You know, the it's not necessarily the same, right? Exactly, yeah. it's different in women than it is in men. Largely, up until really the last fifteen or twenty years, the research was done largely on men, which we know that's a limitation around a lot of scientific research. And so, and why is that beyond just what I basically think it is? Yeah, I think that um, early studies tended to um, focus on a population that they studied were white men, and so there's less research um, for populations of color and for women. And so obviously that was corrected in the last, you know, 15 or 20 years. And there's more and more science that's got appropriate, you know, sample groups, but the science isn't as old and hasn't been studied for as long. So it is a limitation of medications and and scientific research to date. Has technology democratized that? I mean, meaning we can do so much. I mean, like, yeah, a study from 50 years ago, I wonder what it was they were looking at. I mean, were they even looking at the right things 50 years ago versus today where we have unbelievable access to technology that maybe that will even out quicker. There won't be a 50-year lag on that. Yes. So I think that research has been expedited because of the use of science, but funding has corrected this. You know, if you want 
want to be funded by the National Institutes of Health or any other funding body for your research, mm-hmm. you have to have appropriate sample sizes that reflect the demographics of our country or your region that you're studying. So it's, right. it's fixed now, but it's it's a part of our history that, you know, often people don't think about the implications of Here's the, our past. the crazy thing. Science. No, I mean, that's, yeah. that's an excellent mm-hmm. point and needs to be brought up more and more, particularly to people who are non-medical, um, <clears throat> like Nick and I, uh, you know, not experts in any way. But what I what's strange to me is, is that, you know, uh, if 800,000 people die of COVID, mm-hmm. it's like some made up thing. 800 people, 800,000 people die of heart disease. It's the number one killer. Why are we so all over the place on even the numbers? Well, I think that obviously the whole issue around COVID and that and the pandemic is the but Would anybody deny that many people dying of heart disease? I mean, is there a conspiracy no. out there to make it like heart disease isn't a thing? No, there was just no stigma and it wasn't, isn't been politicized. And so, you know, that just is the implication of. Well, I guess that's a good thing. What society did. Here's one thing we haven't politicized. No, and I think it's. We can all get on the American Heart Month page. I know, and, and we can wear red in, in February. Is that still a thing? Yeah, I think that there's a, a red dress day and I'm not going to be able to tell you it's on a Friday. Well, I knew for a while it was like they wanted on Fridays, mm-hmm. like and particularly women, because they were trying to, I think, mm-hmm. overcome that stereotype that this You're was just a male correct. conversation. Mm-hmm. It's also, if I'm not mistaken, and this isn't a knock on the American Heart Association. I don't want anybody to take it as that. It's just a reality. Those office all regionalized and, and didn't have, right. and they don't have the relationships now. And there used to be a big heart walk and there was, you know, a heart gala that both the mm-hmm. hospitals participated right. in. And, and there was a lot more awareness. And I feel like um, it's, it's the same with the Red Cross and other places. I mean, as a resource for the city, right? Yeah. They're not there the way they used to be. It has become more, to your point, regionalized. And, you know, those decisions get made to conserve resources and funds. And while I understand that, you and I both know that people change their behavior when they understand how it impacts them personally or they know someone who's been impacted. And so really the local community touch and the things that our local hospitals and healthcare and organizations And then who's better do. at it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because the Coleman family, and you can yeah. do whatever you want to do about the end of all that, and towards mm-hmm. the end, this community decided to not go that route because just the right. stuff they were, restrictions and things that they were sure. doing. But they disproportionately, um, they got more air mm-hmm. than when you look at what heart disease does right. versus, versus breast cancer, cancer. Mm-hmm. yet people's perceptions of those two things, right? And, and I mean, good on them. They, I mean, they created this huge, unbelievable awareness thing, yes. uh, but sometimes it's not proportionate to like what impacts more people. And You're I don't, correct. I don't yes. know how we do that as a society. Well, it's a function of marketing and advertising, quite frankly. And, well, some and people get it and some people don't. Yeah. Resonates. And wasn't it the, um, the ice bucket challenge? Uh, you yes. know, for the first time raised awareness and for ALS for, yes, yeah. for ALS, for Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. And that was a very, you know, I, I don't know the number or the data of exactly how many that impacts, but you know, ALS doesn't impact a large percentage no, of the but, population. Uh, but, but I but think it, it, it proves a theory that I yeah. have about systems. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, often, if not almost always, Major stuff happens outside driven in versus inside driven out. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Breast cancer was a thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the health system that took it up to here. It was a family that was impacted and drove a mission because of, you know, uh, of their personal experience. Yes. Absolutely. It, it, social media and people, it wasn't 
the ALS organization that created that sensation. They benefited, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's harder for systems, and, and I, when right. I say systems, that could be education, it could be healthcare, it could be like whatever, to. I, I don't know why, but, but it, it seems like a lot of that happens outside driven in. You're correct, and I think it's really creativity. I think we're oftentimes inside systems um, sort of strapped with the knowledge that we have of our, our perceived or real rules and regulations, and it's hard to be creative. And when people have a personal connection or have been personally impacted, the passion that fuels that creativity is what causes or affects change, yeah. and, and we see that. And I'm glad that, it, it, I mean, that, that yeah. that's not an indictment of anything no, it's, other it's than just we, it, it's, it, it seems that that's the case. And I'm thankful there are people out there that will drive that mission. Uh, but I do bemoan the fact that a lot of these organizations don't have that local touch uh, anymore. Yeah, I think I think we feel that locally. And I think things like heart disease, obviously, we need to raise those conversations and those questions. But I think healthcare organizations oftentimes struggle because you know, we can put the information on our social media page, but really is that riveting information or yeah, people yeah. scrolling right past it. So it's, I think it's conversations that are had on a one-on-one basis. All right. So I, I just realized I did something that uh, <laughs> I just showed Tanya a picture. I wonder how many times a day do people do this to you? <laughs> and, it, and it occurred to me, that's really annoying. No, it's not. Uh, like, hey, I've got this rash, uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. Close enough. That sounds grosser than, uh, you know, that makes yeah. me really feel icky. Thank you. Dickity dee. Uh, <laughs> What's this bump? <laughs> exactly. So I, I and now I, I feel terrible because no. I feel like that must be like what you get twenty four hours a day. I think it's a nursing badge of honor. My Damn. nurse friends out there will tell you that they love it. They'll complain about it sometimes, but you know, everyone wants to be helpful and everyone likes to think that they know someone that can know something that can help others. Yeah. And so I don't think nurses think anything right, should of I those be worried? questions. No, I think you just get anything. Anytime you have something that you're concerned about, you need to see your healthcare professional. And offline, I'll share with you a few people who I think would be great. Uh, Lindsay's driving this whole conversation, by the way. Um, uh, so, Hi, Lindsay. Yeah, she's <laughs> she has way more control over this show than that is healthy, probably. Uh, <laughs> she also pointed out, uh, and without once again. Uh, single-handedly pointing out one organization that these regional people, you know, they come meet with us, mm-hmm. you, you know, they don't even do that anymore, but they used to. And, and the, the transactional benefit for us was that we would be able to put their logo on our website. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You mean our you for, website that has a hundred thousand yeah. times more traffic than yeah. your website? Yeah. Thank you for blessing yeah. us with. It, it, yes. And so there's a very old school yeah. way. They also probably don't pay these people very much. They probably don't oh, get, you know, experienced people, all that. But, but we have to, I think, and you guys are very much on the cutting edge of doing this because you've had to reinvent the wheel every step of the way. Yeah. You don't take old things for granted as mm-hmm. far as, uh, the way it's always been done. And I think that's healthy. And you're driving a lot of the conversation about being innovative and getting out to people and uh, and I think that's a good thing and I think we'll see more of it because this as we it talked last week right sizing mm-hmm. healthcare all this stuff is going to change mm-hmm. and and the competitive marketing side of this oh it's real and, yes. and people like me don't understand it so we have to find really smart people and get them on our team and make good collaborations with people who understand marketing and communication and messaging because 
we have valuable information and we want to help. Yep, and it's harder and, now because there's just so many more threads, man. you know, than there ever have been. And bigger machines to make things go through. Like Correct. A perfect one or to not only about. go through, but keep you down. That's Oh, right. yeah, to suppress. I mean, another popular one. That's a very one, real issue. The yeah. yellow Livestrong. You know, oh, that was sure. started by the foundation of Lance Armstrong, but then marketized, you know, via uh, Nike. And then crashing down. Well, they still exist, but yes. Oh, it's uh, not. Not it's what it was. fraction Not what it was. was. Sure. I, I, I remember one of the coolest marketing things I've ever witnessed in my life was through Livestrong and Nike. And ahead of the Tour de France, mm-hmm. uh, they literally built a robotic machine that spray painted names of cancer survivors on the entire route. So it would be like it would go mm-hmm. through and, and put those names out there as inspirations Correct. of hope. I mean, it was like so ahead of its time. Right. Right. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it's it's super cool to to see those things happen and I think that it inspires us. We want information and we want to be moved as a people. Yeah. It's how do you get that information and, and do it in a relevant way out to folks so that they can And then you've got on top of that the nuances of what population you're trying to get of to course. and then of course mm-hmm. there are some that are harder to get to. Mm-hmm. Uh you, you know, it, I can tell you, you know, the demographic of who listens to this show for the most part. It's not a thousand percent. I mean, there's all kinds of people that have varied sure. in different interests, and it's not always the same. And, and I can tell you what exactly a Hot 105, you know, listener is in a demographic. And those are two very different audiences and different age groups and different everything. Uh, so you've got the means to do it, but I worry about local media going away and, and not having the, the, uh, the investment that, that we've always had in local communities, these organizations regionalizing. I, you know, I think we got more struggle ahead than we do. You know, it's going to be harder. I agree with you. And I notice myself that I have a little bit of a personal challenge. I don't pay as much attention to local news media as I probably should. And sometimes I'll hear about something that happened in our community 24 hours later. And I realize I've been paying attention to national media sources and I have to sort of shift my gaze. 24 and hours later it used to be okay. I mean, I you know. weren't that far behind. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear what we say? Yeah, I yeah. Know. And so then I feel like I've missed something. It's it's hard to make sure that you stay balanced in how you consume. Well, this. and then there's local media, and then there's local social media, and, and they all feel like they're part of the media, and so they're happy right. to report on their opinions all the time as well. Be careful. I try not to use that as my source. Oh God, please. <laughs> uh, one last break. We got a lot to get to here with the final minutes with Tangents. First day of February. That's exciting. It's heart month. I don't have anything red. I don't think. Yes, I do. Yeah, you have red. Karen Immersion gave me a DCC marketing red shirt. Oh, where? I think I wore it last year. <laughs> find you a red shirt. Uh, okay, I, I just a Falcons or Bulls shirt. There you go. No, if I ever, ever <laughs> show up in some jersey or logo, th- just shoot me. You want right? a jersey? Uh, you want a jersey? No. Oh, look good in a football jersey. They're expensive. You know who looks good yeah, in football God. jerseys? <laughs> football players. Football players. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Okay. They do. That's who looks good. <laughs> All right. Here's Nick with your first <laughs> forecast of the month. There's hope out there. That's right. There's sunshine out there right now. We're going to have a high of 30, but wind chill values that could dip as low as negative two. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 21. For Thursday, Mostly sunny, high of 40, and then Friday, sunny with a high near 22. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 15 degrees. Your WSOY time is 8.53. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. 
wherever your journey in life leads you. We are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. As the stock market slumps and instability this year got you concerned, would you like a way that could protect your retirement when the markets are down? Gold Alliance would like to give you two free reports, the Inflation Survival Plan and the Stock Market Correction Plan. Both give actionable insights you can use now that could protect your savings in uncertain times. Absolutely free. Don't wait. Call 800-200-2079. 800-200-2079. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future future results. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecator.com. This has a distinctively 80s feel. It's one of my favorite bands. Love them. Muse. Okay, just leave me hanging there. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> One of my favorite bands. This this music reminds me of um, of the '80s. Cross, it's like a flash dance. Yeah, but it also. I want to put my shirt down on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. This was a theme in something. Like this song was in something. What was it? It's been several things. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Heard this lots. Not bad. Not Good bad. Stuff. Let's go. Do a little muse dive. I gotta get off my John Waite and the babies stuff. I just like I'm time for a change. Maybe watch them change. That's one of the great songs. Uh, (laughs) Watch Muse at Wembley. You'd probably enjoy the show. Okay, eh, those kind of bands I don't enjoy as much live. I think you would. I always felt that way about even like Depeche Mode or something. Go back to the '80s. Like there was so much better like the house music stuff. Like not live. Well, Depeche Mode, yeah. Depressed Mode. Depressed Mood, uh, as <laughs> no. we used to refer to it. Yeah. They hold up well. They really uh, they really yeah, do. And, and by the way, uh, there have been two songs so far on The Last of Us, which if you're not watching, you absolutely have to watch. Uh, episode three was the best hour of TV I've seen in a long, long, long time. Um, it's it's the future and, and apocalyptic zombie stuff, but told from a very much character story and started in a video game. But they have had two songs now, uh, uh, Never Let Me Down Again, which went uh, after the airing of that episode uh, on a Sunday night. The, uh, the, their uptick was 5,000 times, you know, uh, what it normally would be. And then last Sunday it was a Linda Ronstadt song. Same exact yep. thing. Wow. Making charts, Stranger Things, all these Stranger Things yeah. with uh, Kate thing. um, Kate Bush Yep, was the one. And I didn't right. even like that song when it was out in my lifetime in the 80s. But it was just ginormous, which I gives me hope for the world. And I'll tell you why. Because you got to think a lot of that stuff's coming from people who have never heard it before yeah. or weren't around for the original thing. And the idea that we could take something like Depeche Mode or Kate Bush or 1970 Linda Ronstadt, right? right? And people of all ages and demographics will enjoy that and want that. When I started in this business, a 95Q listener and a Hot 105 listener would never meet at any intersection in life. You know, it was just two separate audiences. One of the things that gives me great hope about mankind, and I know it's silly, but it's important, the kids today don't put themselves in those boxes. Correct. And through art, we connect. 
Yeah, but, but but now we connect in art that we didn't use to connect. I mean, yeah, everybody had their own box of yeah. art. So as we draw all these boxes of people my age, you, you know, mm-hmm. the kids today aren't doing that. No. That's a good thing. It's a real good thing. It's always a pleasure. You always make always me happy. Like I got to leave in. just in a good mood. Yeah. Hopeful. It's fun to come. I mean, all that's gone by tomorrow, but it's still, it's <laughs> while it lasts. I'm glad to be of service, right? Yeah. Thanks for the medical <laughs> diagnosis. No problem. <laughs> 700th request of the day. It's all good. That's it for us. If you missed any of the show today, interviews and podcasts are available at naticator.com. Very simple and easy. Just go to our podcast page. You can listen to the show by hour or by interview. Driven by the Bob Brady Auto Group. We're going to get warm. Sunday's your day. Look at it. Almost 50 and sunny. That'll get you through the rest of the week. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. WSOY Decatur and W277DB Decatur. WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now brought to you by Shop on Main. The Illinois Department of Revenue is reminding taxpayers to check if they qualify for the earned income tax credit. Last year, the tax credit ranged from $560 to nearly $7,000. It's for low to moderate wage workers. The process starts with your federal income tax return. The IRS recommends anyone making about $59,000 see if they're eligible. Anyone qualifying for the federal income tax credit automatically qualifies for the state version. Go to mytax.illinois.gov to learn more. Michelle Parnell, an environmental services tech at Decatur Memorial, is the hospital's colleague of the month for January. Patients and colleagues appreciate... You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.